Welcome back to another KNEM Canemo update program. I'm Derek Campbell, and today I'm joined by Children's Center volunteer Jeannie Longstreth. And how are you today, Jeannie? I'm good. Thanks, Derek. I appreciate you letting me be here today. Yeah, and uh, today we're going to be talking a little bit about the Children's Center, but more importantly, kind of their annual mouse race fundraiser that will be happening uh, Saturday the 19th of February. But uh, Jeannie, to kind of start us off here, uh, can you just tell us a little bit about what the Children's Center does? Sure. Um, our Children's Center here in Nevada is a satellite center for um, the Children's Center of Southwest Missouri. Our primary office is in Joplin, and our administrative offices are in Joplin. Um, we have a satellite center here in Nevada that a few years ago we were able to um, raise enough funds to build our own freestanding uh, facility um, to provide services to the children who come to our attention. The kids that come to the Children's Center have are facing or dealing with allegations that have been made of physical or sexual abuse. And uh, also concerning the children's center, you guys take uh, donations too, is that correct? Yes, uh, we do. <laughs> and uh, what, what type of donations do you guys need on a main basis? Um, there's a plethora of things. Um, unfortunately, primarily the, the number one thing that we need and always will need is money. Um, we have a, our, our building is paid for. Uh, we were able to raise enough funds to um, purchase the well. The land was a donation, and we were able to purchase um, the supplies and contract for services to build our own freestanding facility here in Nevada. Um, unfortunately, that facility has to be maintained. Um, we. Um, have to have money to be able to do that um, our salary we only have one in, one paid employee with this with the children's center um, her salary is paid for through a grant and so we do not have that expense at this time however we do have her um, expenses that she incurs on a regular basis to be able to perform the duties of her job the rent, the utility, or the, I'm sorry, the utilities, um, the heat, the air, the water, all of those things that are necessary to be able to um, maintain a physical structure to be able to do the, the most important job that we do, and that's provide the services to the child and to the family that comes to our attention. And kind of with that services so far this year and stuff, how have they been going really for the year? Unfortunately, um, there's been a tremendous demand for our services. We um, COVID knocked the, the socks off of everybody, but unfortunately, it didn't knock the socks off of child abuse um, for our community or any other community in the world. I would assume. Um, as a matter of fact, um, it probably intensified the services that are needed for those children and those families because of the stress that was caused. So um, with the need kind of going up, then donations for supplies and money have become even more important for you guys then also. Children who come to our attention um, receive the services of an, a forensic interviewer. Um, the, child in the, the child is brought to the center by a non-offending party, whether that be um, a non-custodial relative or if there's a, a, a parental issue of perpetration involved. The child comes to the center, they're brought into the center, the family meets with a, with a, child, and a child advocate, the process of the center is explained to them and to the family, 
then the child is taken alone to an interview room and they receive the services of a forensic interviewer at that time. They're in a child-friendly environment. Um, Our interview room looks like a playroom. Um, They sit down with the interviewer, depending on the age of the child, um, whether that be a teenager. With a teenager, they know why they're there. They know what they're there to talk about. With a small child, they often don't really understand the whole process or what or number one what has occurred to them and number two what they're supposed to do about it so an interview begins with very non-threatening let's get to know each other type conversation between the interviewer and the child whether it be um, a teenage victim or child as young as three Um, we interview children who are verbal Um, That is the only requirement that we have. The child needs to be verbal in order for us to be able to do an interview with them. The interview is conducted with only the interviewer and the child in the room. However, the room is set up with equipment to um, have a visual and and an, an oral hearing in another room. In the other room, there will be the children's division worker. There's always a hotline when a child is brought to the children's center. There will be a children's division investigative worker. There usually will be law enforcement. And sometimes the juvenile court is involved as well. And those people will be in a separate room. They will be able to observe the interview and hear the interview. They will also have the ability to communicate with the interviewer. Um, We use an ear mic when we're doing the interview, and um, they're able to feed questions to the interviewer if they need clarification on something that's been brought up during the interview. Well, um, thank you for explaining that, Geneva. And to kind of help uh, with the services and stuff, you guys are going to be holding your annual Mouse Race fundraiser, which will be happening uh, February 17th on Saturday. You want to just go ahead and a little bit talk about the fundraiser that's going to be coming up? Sure. Um, just to clarify, it is February the 19th. Um, that, about that. Not the 17th. It is the 19th. That's on a Saturday. Um, the doors will open at 5 o'clock. Um, we hold an event every year uh, that we entitled the mouse races which is exactly what it sounds like we have we contract services with a gentleman who provides a setup in which he races mice across a little they race six mice at a time they're in an enclosure they are not running around the room (laughs) they are not frightening people they are enclosed in um, a a case Um, there is a camera that is placed on them um, and people will have the opportunities just as they do with the horse races to place bets and wagers on the mouse that they are hoping to win the heat that they are running we run a race of six mice in a in a race and then we have 12 races and a championship race then so someone will go home as the championship winner who sponsors a mouse our sponsorships for the event have all been sold um we our our, our event is sold out we have no availability um for people to come to the event that have not already uh, purchase tickets or, or made sponsorship donations. 
However, those donations were made in 2019 and early to uh, early 2020 for our 2020 event. Um, unfortunately, COVID put a grab on that and we've not been able to hold our event for the last two years so we've not been able to have our annual fundraiser for the last two years this will be our third year um, in the running so we are very excited to be able to provide this event we are honoring all of the sponsorships that we sold in 2019 and 20 um, and hopefully have been in contact with everyone who did make those purchases and, and sponsor those mice for that event. So the event will be open to them. And uh, kind of some other events that you guys are going to be having going on is a silent auction and live auction, too. Yes, is that correct? we will. Um, as I said earlier, the, um, the mice race and the winners are paid off um, in raffle tickets. Um, no money goes back to the winners at the event. The only money that goes home with anyone goes home with the Children's Center that is raised there. Um, we have relied on our community and they have been very, very generous. Um, and we have donations from across our multi-county area that we serve um, to provide prizes for the raffle drawings. When, they, when people get their raffle tickets, they then place them with an entry of something that they would like to, that is there, that they would like to win. And um, we'll do a drawing for those raffle drawings. We also have a silent auction, which is available from donations from our community that have been tremendous. And we also will have a live auction. Um, we'll do our live auction about halfway through the evening. And we have some fabulous, fabulous donations coming up for bid at our live auction. One of the most popular of items that comes to the attention in this community is um, brought to us by a gentleman by the name of Martin Hill. Um, Martin ran a business here called Precision Machine Parts, and which he custom builds uh, rifles. And we will, he has donated a custom built rifle that will be available for sale at the auction that evening. That's our, um, one of our biggest ticket items that we will have. Um, we have many, many other very generous donations from the community that will go up for auction that night also. Unfortunately, this year we're relying totally and completely on our event and the proceeds that we will be able to um, generate that evening from this fundraiser. Our money that was spent by our community in 2019 and 20 um, is gone. We used it. We used it to keep our doors open for the last two years. So we're starting out our, our fundraising event about $15,000 in the hole because of this. So we're relying on our community to come with generous hearts and generous checkbooks and help us to uh, raise enough money to try to make up for our losses for the last two years and, and then to see us into the next year. With uh, this fundraiser, then what's, what's kind of the expected turnout that you guys are kind of hoping for going we, forward? The building that is our largest 
capacity building in the county that we're able to hold an event in. Uh, the building capacity is 350 people, and trust me, we meet that capacity. <laughs> Okay. Uh, well, Jeannie, I think you covered everything for me. Is there anything else that you'd like to add about the fundraiser? I, there one thing that we have tried very, very hard to reach all of the people in the community that have made sponsorships and have made donations to the the raising and to the promotion of this fundraiser. If you believe that you have tickets, that you have sponsored a mouse or a race or um, have tickets to this event, but you're not sure, please call me. Please call me at 417-448-9294. And again, my name is Jeannie. Please call me and verify how many tickets you have and or in fact, if you do have tickets, because unfortunately, we won't be able to accept people coming into the event without a solicitation of a donation already purchased in advance from that evening well i just want to thank you again Jeannie, for joining me on another kdm canmo update program thank you so much our children's center appreciates your attention and the continued attention that kdm kmo has always given to us for the children's center we appreciate it very much that was Jeannie Longstreth with the Children's Center talking about their annual mouse race fundraiser that's coming up Saturday, February 19th, and also giving a little bit of background on the Children's Center. Again, uh, the annual mouse race fundraiser for the Children's Center coming up Saturday, February 19th at the Elks Lodge in Nevada. And this was another KNM Canemo Update program. I'm Derek Campbell. Thank you for listening.